Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Blackhawks, who were defeated by the Arizona Coyotes last night, 6-4. to four. Hawks got off to a tough start in this one, Arizona. Arizona took a 2-0 lead going into the second period. That's the first time this season that Arizona has actually won a game after leading uh, after the first period. They were 0-2-1 uh, before this game, so... Hawks had a tough start in this one. Kirby Doc did get the Hawks on the board with a pretty weird goal, goal that bounced up to him and he sort of whacked it into the net. Uh, and then the next goal uh, in this one was scored by Mackenzie Entwistle uh, on a uh, nice pass from Jonathan Taze. So uh, Hawks were able to tie it up there in the second period. But after there, after that, it was all Arizona there. Uh, Arizona in this one did get a hat trick, the first career hat trick from uh, Johan Larson. Uh, he had three goals in this one. Uh, and then Travis Boyd with a goal, Clayton Keller with a goal, uh, then Mayo with a goal in this one. So really unfortunate game here for the uh, for the Hawks. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in this one did what he could, uh, 20, uh, 20 saves on 25 shots. Arizona did get outshot in this one. The Hawks uh, were putting shots on net. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they had, a, they had um, uh, 30, 36 shots on goal, and uh, there was 32 saves by Karel uh, Vejmelka. I'm not sure how to say that name for the Arizona goalie but um he did what he had to do in this one uh but the hawks the hawks have lost to the coyotes which is a a new low for this franchise uh after such a poor start to the year this is now the team's sixth straight loss um and you no know, for a while under the Derek king era, in the uh you no know, after the start of the Derek king era it looked like things were going to change it looked like this team was finally going to uh live up to the potential that they had uh that they had uh expected that everyone had expected for this team but unfortunately uh it looks like we're right back to where we started and i don't think this is really a coaching a coaching problem at all I think this is more of a player's problem because we're seeing just a lot of issues with this team Uh, I know Patrick Kane in particular he's been ice cold recently he's on a 10 game goal drought um so I mean he's getting assists he's doing what he needs to do he's getting points but unfortunately he just he's been ice cold recently and you need him to score uh you need him to start scoring unless you know you want to have to blow this team up another thing I want to talk about is Nicholas Bodine who had not a single shift in the first period one shift in the second and one shift in the third period a total of two shifts the entire game I don't understand why you're not giving him shifts. I, I really don't understand that. Like a former first round pick of the Blackhawks, you know, the defense has been God awful. He has been God awful this year. Why not just give him a chance? I mean, why not, why not try to let him, you know, get some more shifts? Why not try and let him, um, let him get some more minutes? I don't really understand why you wouldn't do that. Um, because to me, I you know maybe I haven't really seen him play a whole lot, and every time we've seen him play in the NHL level, he hasn't really gotten a whole lot of minutes. But why not let him play a little bit more? You know, why not try and give him some more time on the ice? Because I I don't see a problem with that. You know, the defense has not been good. Your you know your veteran guys like Eric Gustafson have been total flops so far. So why not just let a younger guy like Nicholas Bodine get some you know get some chances in here? I mean, he's a top prospect for this team. Uh, you know, considering how weak the prospect pool is for the Blackhawks I'd say he's one of the best prospects the team has so why not try and let him you know get some more get some more minutes out there uh, and then, no, Seth Jones in this one, a, a season-high seven shots on goal, but he didn't get any points in this one. And, no, Seth Jones has not been bad in any way, 
Um, no, he's he's actually been pretty good this year if you, you really consider his stats and the way he's been playing. I mean, he, he puts up a lot of assists. He's a good passer. Uh, he plays pretty strong in the defensive end as well. Um, but considering the contract that he has, has he really lived up to the hype? Not really. I mean, being one of the highest paid defensemen in the NHL, you're expecting some elite elite level um, production. You know, a guy like Morgan uh, Morgan Riley in uh, in Toronto right now. I mean, he's putting up you know, he's putting up really good production. He's he's making you no know, half of what Seth Jones, not even half of what Seth Jones is making. He's making a quarter of what Seth Jones is making on the year. So you know, if you really look at these you know, these two guys side by side and look at the way you know Seth Jones has played, could he play better? Yes. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that you know knowing Seth, knowing uh, you know things were going to come out about the uh, you know the whole scandal in 2010 with you no know, Kyle Beach and how uh, Stan Bowman was going to be fired why you know why would he even be allowed to sign a contract like that I don't I don't understand it at all that just I it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why would he be allowed to go all in and make a trade like that to bring in a guy like Seth Jones who has been not underwhelming but hasn't really done particularly uh what the Hawks were you know hoping they would do and he's not really the the key or the uh the face of this defense I guess and, you know, the fact that they traded him for Adam Boquist, who's a 21-year-old defenseman who has had some injury issues this year, but he has 12 points through 22 games so far in Columbus, um, and he's looking like he's he's going to be a strong defenseman. I don't know if he'll be a franchise guy, but he's he's currently, you know, playing some good hockey and then trading that 12th overall pick, which becomes Cole Sillinger, who has had, uh, you know, had an amazing start to the season at 18 years old, has 12 points through 32 games right now. Um, and he was the guy who I was saying the Hawks could go out there and get you know if they didn't want to go after a defenseman they could go out and get Cole Sillinger because he would be he would be ready to you know be entered into the lineup immediately and now you're in a position where you don't have any future because you don't have a Boquist or a Sillinger and you have Seth Jones instead who know who's who just who who isn't who isn't a franchise guy he's not a franchise defenseman with the way he's he's no played in the past and no with the way he played last season and the way he's playing now and now Columbus is going to have the sixth overall pick in the draft currently um the Hawks were supposed to have that pick and now they have the sixth pick instead so I mean everything is going wrong for this franchise right now and this team is not anywhere near ready to compete for a not just a playoff spot or not just for a Stanley Cup for for a playoff spot. I mean, they're not even in a position to where they can become a playoff team. So what I guess what I'm trying to say here is I just don't understand why this team would give Stan Bowman the green light to, to, you know, try and go all in to win again. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. When you were, when your rebuild was going so well, you know, you had made a good move to, to trade Duncan Keith away. You didn't retain any salary and you got Caleb Jones, who's a nice young defenseman and a second round pick for it. Then you end up you know, end up making some other good moves that offseason as well. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. That's all I'm trying to get across here. Uh, the Hawks now lost six straight games here. Um, they're currently sitting at a record of 11, 18, and 5 on the season. They are currently sitting in second to last place in the Central Division. They'll be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow in Vegas. Uh, now let's turn to the Bulls, an actually good team, uh, who are 25 and 10 on the year. They'll be taking on the Wizards tonight at the United Center. Wizards coming into this one 19 
17 and 19. They're coming off of a uh, pretty tough loss, uh, pretty tough loss on Wednesday to the Rockets, 114 to 111. Uh, then they also last time uh, the Bulls played was when they played the Wizards, and DeMar DeRozan hit the game winner uh, on back-to-back nights, which uh, won the Bulls the game over the Wizards, 120 to 119. Uh, Wizards a pretty average team at this point. They're sitting basically middle of the pack, averaging 107 points per game. Uh, defensively, they're they're kind of bottom. They're kind of a bottom team defensively. Um, they're not really putting up a, a great defensive effort. Uh, they're also dealing with some injuries. Rui Hachimura uh, out with his you no know, out with uh, some some issues for him. Then you have um, guys like Montrezl Harrell who are questionable in this one, and then some other guys as well. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So uh, right now, hopefully the Bulls are going to be able to take advantage of that. They've had a long uh, a long time of uh, of rest here, so hopefully they'll be able to come back and uh, and start playing some some uh, great basketball like they were originally. And extend their winning streak to nine games here. Uh, Bulls currently sitting in first place, still in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference with a twenty-five and ten record. And now let's turn to the Bears. Uh, head coach Andy Dalton, uh, head coach Matt Matt Nagy announced today that Andy Dalton will be the starter for Sunday's game against the Vikings. So he will start in the season finale. Uh, the injury report right now for the Bears: Duke Shelley, Eddie Goldman, and Robert Quinn are all questionable. Quinn has a shoulder injury. He has been full participation in practice the past couple days, so he is expected to play. Uh, Eddie Goldman questionable with a finger injury, but he has been full participation all week, so he is expected to play. And Duke Shelley uh, has been full participation with a heel injury, so he's also expected to play. Uh, Jimmy Graham uh, resting once again like he always does. And then Akeem Hicks has already been ruled out due to an ankle injury, so that's a tough way to uh, to possibly see Akeem Hicks uh, leave the Bears here in what probably would have been his final game in Chicago, or his final game with the Bears. Uh, sucks to see him uh, him get hurt and have to uh, have to miss this game. Uh, the Vikings dealing with, dealing with some injuries as well. Chris Boyd questionable with a rib injury Michael Pierce uh, doubtful with an illness and then Wyatt Davis also uh, questionable with an illness but he has been full participation the past two days so I'd expect him to play in this one and then Mackenzie Alexander also questionable with an ankle injury they were dealing uh, with some other injuries. No, obviously, um, Kirk Cousins back in this one. He was out with COVID. Uh, he has already been confirmed to be the starter for the Vikings. So uh, Bears will play this game against the Vikings on Sunday. And then that will be the final game of the season for the Bears. The final game of the 2021 year. Uh, both teams eliminated. I said it yesterday. The Vikings were still fighting for a playoff spot. That's false. Both teams have been eliminated. So this game pretty much meaningless. I'd expect uh, you know, both of these coaches to be fired at the the end of the year so i'd expect to see a game of of um of risks i'd expect to see a game where you're going to see a lot of um no uh there are a lot of teams going forward on fourth down a lot of teams going forward on third and long um no going for touchdowns instead of field goals so i think we're going to see a big uh, a big risky game here from uh two coaches who i'd expect to be fired so that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast thank you guys for tuning in and i will see you guys tomorrow